Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment is brought to you by Bullstrong. Bullstrong is an apparel company started by a good, close personal friend of mine named Bull. Now, I'm here to tell you about what Bullstrong really is. Bullstrong is a mentality. It's a belief that you can do anything. You've trained your mind as hard as you have your muscles. You believe in yourself and you know your own potential. You're the type of person who stands up for what you believe in. You do what you say and no one doubts it. To be truly bull strong, the word quit is not in your vocabulary. If you're listening to this and you instantly thought that fits your description, then support our brand. Proclaim to the world that you are indeed bull strong. You can access bull strong on Facebook. Just go and search bull strong. He'll pop right up. You've got bull strong apparel. It's bull dash strongapparel.com to put it simple Bullstrong is a company that don't suck alright ladies and gentlemen so today we've got a very very special podcast for you we're uh, we're doing this live from, from Iceland in Reykjavik here and we're sitting down with four time not one, not two, not three four time world's strongest man Magnus for Magnuson how you doing? That's it's been it's been good. It's been a long long travel day. Um, I think I got a, a small nap on the bench back there a little while ago. We all were putting together equipment, but uh, it's been pretty good. It's uh, the weather's amazing here because um, <laughs> if you like cold rain, yeah, you're going to get yeah. all of it. You you did not pick up the best weather to be at. Well, I figure it's better than snow and ice and sleet and all that shit. So, um, well, actually, I like the snow better than the rain. Really? Why is that? I don't know. I just, I just hate the rain. Oh, I just hate the rain. So never go to Washington State then. <laughs> never go up there because that place rains all the fucking time. It is terrible. So because some most of my listeners are going to know who you are, and they're going to be like, "Oh my God, I'm sitting down with Magnus. This is kind of a, it's kind of a great thing." Um, a lot of them get starstruck. I have in the past, but that was you know like 11 years ago. I was like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest thing." So. Let's go back to 11 years ago when you came down to Italy to basically hang out with me for a week. That was pretty much all it was. Um, yeah. So let's go through. It was good fun. Let's go through your recollection of that trip to Italy and how that went for you. Well, it was down at Venice. Mm-hmm. So I'd never been to Venice before. So, of course, I had to, we had to take the boat trip and yeah. just see that. And uh, that's something special to see. Um, regarding, you know, there were some guys lifting some stuff, stuff and putting it back down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all together, we uh, had, a, had a good time. It, it was, I was in the base as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I remember I bought this, uh, chest you know to uh, you know how you play chess right? yeah so i bought that on the base there uh beautiful you know the man out of uh granite mm-hmm. and uh i had it for many years and unfortunately i didn't put it to enough use so i gave it to an old friend of mine here which is you know he's one of the guys that trains in my gym, mm-hmm. uh, he's been powerlifting for, I don't know, four years. Okay. And, uh, and he's a chest fanatic. He, he just really likes that. And he's mm-hmm. pretty good at it too. Yeah. So he's kind of wore that thing out then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it, it takes a long time to wear down granite, yeah. so that's a that's a good thing. So, so speaking of wearing down, it doesn't seem like you've slowed down a whole hell of a lot from the '90s. I mean, you were winning everything that there was to win then. Um, we've got the the trophy case sitting behind us here, um, which is pretty fucking impressive. I don't see the four World Strongest Man trophies though. Oh, they're there. They're up there. Yeah. Where are they? They're probably hidden from. Uh, I, all I, I the can point. Ones. I can point them out to you. You, you might remember what they look like. Yeah, <laughs> I think I know where all of them are. Yeah, but <laughs> you kept adding to it. You just kept going. So, like I said, we went back to the the wearing wearing down part. How is it you've been able to do this 
for this fucking long because majority of athletes, they hit that high point, and then after that, they just kind of fade off into nothing, into the abyss, and you're still – you're at every World's Strongest Man. You're at, you're at the Arnold. You're at all the Giants' lives. You're, you're a part of everything all the time, and you're still lifting, and you're still doing powerlifting. You're still, you're still competing at a lot of different things. How are you able to fucking do that at your, um, we'll call it, advanced age? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the one that impresses me most with what he's doing, and he's turning pretty old, that's Mark Felix. Yeah. He's just, I don't think he's from this planet, actually. If you shake his hand, I, I he's think, not. I think he's an alien. It's very possible. If you shake his hand <laughs> and he, he grabs you with those banana fingers he's yeah. got, there's, there's no way he's from this yeah, planet. He's, st- he's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, 53. He looks like he did when he was 35. And he looks like he's just, what, 35? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like younger than me, which makes me feel really bad about myself. So. So, but, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've been lucky enough. I've, you know, I've kept myself involved in the sport. Uh, I've always trained, no matter what. Uh, I've had operations on my on my knees or something like that. I came on on crutches to the gym mm-hmm. and trained whatever I could. And it's just always been a, a part of me. And, you know, unfortunately, when you, you started getting older, you started to get bitten by that iron snake. Mm-hmm. And it takes chunks out of your body. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, altogether, I managed to uh, stay competitive, even though I left World Strongest Man uh, after, uh, what was it, 97, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't come back. I could have come back. I qualified to come back. So why didn't you I come did, back? I didn't want to. I, I let the guy that came second in Iceland go instead. Why? Um, I lost my uh, appetite for it. And uh, and uh, I didn't think that I was in the shape after some injuries and some problems. I didn't think I would be able to do that 110% anymore. And so uh, instead I was going like 95%. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't think I could win. So uh, I didn't see a point going there. Mm-hmm. Unless it was going for a win. So, do you think you could have won '98 or '99? Um, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> so, looking at the numbers, I think I could could have won in '97 if I wouldn't have been carrying an injury. Mm-hmm. So that that cost me uh, that I didn't go get through the qualifiers, uh, but. Final events that year was like made for me. Mm-hmm. The events that was the only time I was sure I would win if I would make the finals, and uh, I didn't make the finals. I, I, unfortunately, on my last training session before I went for Vegas, that was in Vegas that year, I hurt my lower back, and. Uh, what were you doing? Just light squatting. It was just a light training. Mm-hmm. So usually I where I get, get hurt, it's in light training. Yeah. Because you, you, you don't think about it too much. You know, you, you don't think about your form enough. You know, you know, because it's, it's just light training. It's easy. Yeah. And you do something wrong. Hmm. And uh, it took me, uh, even before I went to the flight, uh, I called the doctor. And he gave me some cortisone shots. All together in two days, on Saturday and Sunday, he w- I went to his house, and he was giving me these shots because I was flying out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in his <laughs> in his bed, <laughs> he was doing me these shots for two days. All together, about fifteen milliliters. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, I didn't 
you know, trust it. You don't trust it enough. You, you're not sure about it. So, uh, especially at that one event, I, I didn't push as hard as I should have. What event was that one? It was, it was something they brought in called the winch. Mm-hmm. So you, you had like a winch that you had to, and, and it was a rope going around it to a car or cars, and you were, you're like winching them towards you. Right. I don't think they ever did that again. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like, I believe that, you know, sometimes you, you don't do exactly the right things or, or you should have won and you don't. Uh, you do a little silly mistake and it can cost you a title. Uh, you know, that getting four titles, yes, of course, it was fantastic. But I still believe there should have been six. Yeah. But I did a mistake. I did a mistake when it was in Iceland with the Husafellstone. The cup, uh, the adjustment. Yes, isn't that the? Yeah, because that one's that one there is pretty famous. Yeah. Um, a lot of people remember uh, it. Yeah, I did a mistake uh, when the uh, competition was held in France in '93. Uh, uh, I didn't come prepared. My fellow countryman and, and four-time world strongest man, John Paul Sigmarsson, had passed away a couple of months earlier and my head was not in the game. And uh, I still go there and I still play second. And I, I remember that I realized, you know what, if you would just come in prepared, I would have won it. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. Uh, it's just me that didn't do what it take needed. And you know, looking back, these small things, I was like, yeah, I still believe that I, if I would have played my cards perfectly and did everything right, I should have had two more. That's that's a big two more because that would have put you <laughs> at the top of the list. Yeah, of well, all it, time. It, it's the same thing, you know. I, I believe Bill Cosmas should have had more. Mm-hmm. He should have competed more and not just exactly not been there after '82. Yeah. So he should have been there in 83, 84. Yeah. 80, they should have had one in 87. Yeah. Um, there was a, a lot of things that just didn't, uh, that didn't necessarily go right. So, yeah, and so, you know, sometimes things just don't go your way. Mm-hmm. You know, if we talk about Thor, for example, I believe he should have had three by now, but he's got one. Yeah. Oh, I remember when, when Thor was first coming on the scene, um, I want to say it was like in 08 when you were telling me, you're like, I got this new guy. I got this guy coming in, and he's going to be the biggest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And you were telling me about him, and I was like, who is this guy? So I went to sort of like Google back in 08. It was just, you know, just trying to do my own searches and find him. And I was like, I found the pictures of when he played basketball. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And now he's he's Thor. Yeah. Um, you know, he just goes by that single name. That's all he needs. <laughs> Um, he's got all the stuff with Game of Thrones and all the other things, and we're what just a couple miles away from his, or a few. Well, I'll, I'll use the right terminology: a few kilometers away from yeah. uh, from his gym. And you know, he's he's huge. Um, he's almost all anybody can talk about. But yeah, he probably should have won long before he did. Yes. But when he came up, that's when Shaw was at his prime. Yes. That's uh, when Jonas was at he, his he, prime. He did mistakes. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Or in, uh, in some cases, didn't follow the advice. Uh, I feel like there's another story there. <laughs> I feel like there's but, uh, more you know, to so it, it, Like I said, it, it, it happens. You know, in the end of the day, you can only blame yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I won't blame for like, yeah, and I know I, sh- I should have managed to win more. I didn't. I can only blame myself for it. Right. So do you think your life would be different today if you had won six instead of four i don't think it would have made made any difference (laughs) (laughs) you would just be in that number one spot of most world's strongest mans of all time uh not quite because marius has got five yeah but if you would have had six then that would have been yeah exactly i'm reminded of uh of a dinner that we went to when we were in italy 
it was uh, me and my wife at the time, you and Dion and a few of the few of the other people from the from the contest. We went out to this little village called Maniago, and we were sitting at this little pub at this this little this like bench type table, and this uh, Polish guy came up, and it was like the first time that anybody in Italy recognized who you were, and he was like, oh my god, and he's his English was awful. Uh, but he came up and he said hi to you and he's like, oh, that's so great. And then he finished it all with Marius is number one. And you didn't smack him in the mouth. <laughs> and I was very impressed by that. <laughs> I thought that took a lot of uh, a lot of self-discipline to not just smack that guy because he was a real dick about it. Because um, that was what right after he had won his third or fourth, fourth or fifth title in 08. I think yeah, he had possibly. won his fifth. Yeah. No, um, Marius Mar- Mar- was a hell of an athlete. Absolutely. You know, and and, and uh, would have would it have have made difference to some of his titles if all of the guys would have been there? Because at that time, that time, unfortunately, there was a split up in the uh, Stroman world. So uh, you know, he got at least two of those titles really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> And it seems like Worlds has kind of, as there's as there's a fan favorite with Worlds, it feels like, and just just as a spectator, and this is just Dave's opinion, under no circumstance am I any kind of official on this, it feels like the events get tailored to the guy who's winning the most. Um, most recently, I go back to like 2017. When did Eddie Hall win? Was that 17? Um, yeah, because Thor got 18, and then... Yeah, yeah. So we go to that one. I've never seen so many static events in the finals in all my life. There was always some sort of medley carry event, something, and that was like all static events. It felt like everything was just. Well, there was, built a, there was a tire flip, if I remember right. But it wasn't a long one. It no, it was, really a, was. it was a heavy, hard tire. Exactly. So more like a static. I well, actually, actually that tire wasn't supposed to be that hard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, big, now being involved with the uh, Rolls Royce man and, and uh, you know putting together events and refereeing and etc., uh, I've realized that you know you ask for a certain equipment or whatever. Sometimes you know when you when you get there, it's not what you asked. It's for. not exactly what you asked for. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's lighter, way lighter. So you have to add weights to it. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's too damn heavy. Yeah, and a bunch of zeros on an event—that's not always good. No, no. It, it doesn't play well for see, the show. The, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't see, do see, well. like last World as man. Yeah, we were gonna have you know a medley of uh, of uh, farmers work and super yoke, mm-hmm. and um, it was supposed to be about five hundred kilo super yoke, if I remember right. Now we get there, the super yoke is 600 kilos, just over. Wow. And so we're all looking, beautiful thing, mm-hmm. you know. It, it was built by Rogue and it, it was beautiful. And we're going like, okay, you know, none of the guys are ready for this. And uh, it was supposed to be a super yoke down and a farmer's walk back. Right. So what, a, you know, what to do? You know, this is an, uh, this is affecting a whole one event. So I came up with, I said, okay. So we had some extra super yokes f- from Rogue as well, but but for like normal super yokes for like for the gym and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how many of these do you have? So like, oh, we got two of those. I, I said, okay. So what about if we change this? So we switch it around. You start with the fa- farmer's walk come into a 500 or 450 kilo super yoke, take that for like five meters or something, six meters, then only do the big one for like three meters. Yeah. And it worked out. Mm-hmm. It looked great. I, I was able to, to actually be at Worlds yeah. this year because having it in Florida and having it only be four days was phenomenal. Yeah. Because I feel and, like spectators can actually attend. Yeah. Well, it, it was hard to do that, but and to make that all fit together. Right. Uh, but uh, no, but in this case, you know, we, 
yeah, the superior was super heavy, mm-hmm. but we managed to make it work and we managed to use it in the event, which is, like I said, it was beautiful made by Rogue. Mm. And, uh, and of course we wanted to, st- you know, use it, but you had to figure out the way, okay, how can we p- use it? Right. And, and, and it's used the implement. Because that, I mean, a six hundred kilo. It would have been a shame to just throw that away and not use it. Yeah, because I mean, it did look great. It was a, it was a really cool looking piece of equipment. Oh yeah, and it was six hundred kilos. Six hundred ten exactly. That's a lot of fucking weight. I mean, that's what they're doing at the Arnold for what twelve feet? Yeah, like three meters, and that's it, and that's the whole event. So well, they did seven hundred kilos actually. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's I a lot. And that's you know that that at that time you get ready for something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it, it worked out. It was, and, and pretty much everything worked out good over, over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had to, uh, this was what we were, we were giving. Uh, like, you know, normally World Strongest Man has been, takes like 10 days or something, you know? Right. And they gave us like, okay, you got four days to finish this, to do this whole thing. So how did you like that differently than the, than the 10 days? I heard kind of a little bit of both. From all the spectators I heard, four days was great. Yeah. From some of the competitors and some of the staff, it was like, this is too much to do yeah. in, in that many days, being, you know, the you got your qualifiers and then the finals well, being we might, the last we might, two days. We managed to make it work uh, by, by not having the uh, qualifiers too different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you pretty much using same implements, same events in, in, in most of the qualifiers with slight, maybe one event different or something like that. So you you, you got to think t- time because it takes time, the setup takes time. And also you got to think about the equipment crew. You know, there's, there's just certain things, you know, you can, you can do. And uh, sometimes some things are just, you, you can't get over, you can't, make happen right and uh also you know for the final you, you know you, you would, we had to drop it down to five events in a final which uh i think is a little little shame because uh when i was doing this i started out there was eight events mm-hmm. it was eight events then they came up with the qualifiers so we had to do four events in qualifier but still eight events in final and I, I believe the more events you have, the better all-around test you do. Yeah, you're going to find that the guy who can actually be there for the long haul and not just, you know, sprint for a little bit and yeah. then be done. Yeah. So when, you, when you're down to, uh, you know, five or, or six events, it, it, it depends a lot on the events, mm-hmm. what the uh, possible outcome can be. Uh, you know... Martins was pretty much flawless this year. It was, he did not make a single mistake. Right. Uh, which you had some of the more experienced athletes doing some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think we managed to get a pretty good all around, you know, strength test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's quite, it's quite funny uh, that to watch the uh, the uh, or read some of the comments after you know yeah you know Martins won because it was more endurance it was not you know strongman whatever okay I feel like but, they've said that about every fucking strongman event ever <laughs> well you know he smoked everybody on the squat. It, mm-hmm. Is that not a strong te- strongman test? Absolutely, a good it is. test of strength. But I've known Martins for a long time. Dude can squat. Yep. And he can deadlift as well. Yeah. And, and he can overhead lift. And he's got a really good grip. Yeah. And he can he can pull a truck. Yep. So I mean, you put those <laughs> things together, and well, you've got well, you know, the, the, but this, this always comes up. It was like this was you know set up on me. I was supposed to be just like this fast athletes, you know, yeah, fast on my feet, fast loadings and stuff like that, but... Well, technically, it, I mean, it, you were small. Yeah, I was, I you were, was, I was, was lighter, lighter yeah. than a lot of these other guys. 
But when it came to the static events like the overhead lifts, deadlifts, or squatting, I would win the squat. I would be first or second in deadlift, and I would usually be first or second in overhead lift. I mean, if, if you can overhead, you so can deadlift, you so can squat, you win. So that exactly, you know, so you, you got to have the overall package. Right. There's no, you know, you, you don't win a contest by being a one-event wonder. No, you, you absolutely can't because if you zero everything else, you're not getting enough points. It's just not happening for you. Exactly. So as you look at it now, how do you see uh, the the future going? I mean, a lot of a lot of folks are saying Shaw is his, his time might be past him. I don't know if I believe that or not. Um, the guy usually prepares super well. He's had a couple of shows that didn't go his way. Um, you know, he's been a little injury prone as of late. Um, but I, I feel like his preparation and his setup put him in the right place to be able to win. But right now you've got Mateos uh, coming out of Poland, who's a freaking monster. And I swear to God, if I do learn how to deadlift, everybody just needs to look out. Because that's, that's really the only thing that I see holding back. Martins has got his self dialed in. He's not super injury prone. He has a few small things that happen, nothing major. And then you've got Thor. And Thor is a fucking monster. He's strong at deadlift. He's strong at the squat. He's strong at overhead. He can move. He can pull trucks. But Worlds just didn't go his way. Um, it did last year. It was perfect. And then the Arnold was perfect for him. It just, it everything fell into place. This year it didn't. So going into the next, you know, three to five years, who's the one who's going to come out on top? Because, I mean, those are the four top guys. You look at any contest and you see those four in there, one of them is going to win. Um, it takes something really spectacular to see something else. Now, Tom Stoltman really surprised the hell out of me this year. He did really, really good and came out of almost nowhere. Um, like, I, I've known Tom for a little while, seen his training, I've seen him coming up. But with those four being at the top of the, the heap, where do you see it going? Well... Today, it is, the competition is so fierce uh, and it's so close that, you know, one slip and you might have lost the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, maybe Thor thought he was getting unbeatable and then you suddenly, you know, you, you, you get this, you know, usually it's, it's one thing winning the title. It's a whole lot other ball game to go and defend it. Which you won three in a row. Yeah. So was the second one in a row harder than the second set? Because you won your first one in what, 92? My, my, yeah, no, my first one was 91. 91, okay. And uh, the next one was four and then five and six. So, uh, so was defending at 95 harder than the one in 91? Well, defending it w- was hard. Now, like I said, you know, I messed up with the Husserl Stone, so I didn't defend it. But then winning it, uh, it again, it, it, was, it was, to me, it was, everybody, a lot of people were saying that I got lucky winning it first time, you know. This guy wasn't there, they were everybody getting injured. And so I just had to prove a point. So I got second two years in a row. And then I won three years in a row. And I d- it was more to prove the point. It wasn't just luck. Right. It was, it was training and hard work that paid off. And dedication. And... Uh, Yes, you know, winning it again, I wanted that second win badly mm-hmm. after being two times second. Yeah. And uh, yes, coming to defend after that was hard. I still managed to pull it off. Uh, but I, I'm always, I remember that was like, I'm not doing this again. That, this is it. And 
know, three months go by and I forget about that and you know, okay, yeah, yeah, I want one most once more. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you 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 thrive on it. And uh I wasn't getting you know, seriously injured at that time, so I figured, yeah, I got another win in there. Let's go for it. <laughs> I mean, when you're winning, it's good. You you really just don't want to stop. It's it's like your your best girl or your best drug, yeah. Whichever one it is, you just don't really want to knock it off. So, so pitching it back. Who wins next year? Wow. If everybody trains the way they're supposed to train, no major injuries, no big hamstring tears, nothing else between those four guys, who do you think will be more ready than the rest and will win it next year? Or even, even sooner than that, who's going to win the Arnold? Because it's still going to be those same four guys. Because, I mean, and the, the outliers, they're not that far off. But these four guys, they just – it's going to be them. Well, you you got you got one new guy there knocking on the door, and that's Navikov. He's a fucking beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching so, watching uh, that yeah, stone I, load. I, I was just on yeah I was just on the uh, at the show in Manchester mm -hmm. about two weeks ago. Yeah. And he was in the lead, and he messes up the first stone a bit. And he gets third in the end. Just he gets two or three people in, in between him and Matthias. Mm -hmm. But he was doing really, really good. Because that dude is strong. Yeah, he absolutely is. Um, and I, I think if he had been in any other group besides Group Five, he would have definitely been in the finals for Worlds. Absolutely. But putting him because yeah. uh, he was in second and Trey Mitchell was in third. Putting him against Trey Mitchell on stones, like that's Trey's great at stones. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he trained under uh, or he trained with Ortmeier down there in Texas, and I mean, those guys they they know how to pick up rocks, man. Yeah, they're really good at it. And to go what 13, 14 reps on that big of a stone, just back to back to back, that's that's tough for anybody because everybody else who got in. What five reps won it for their for their Something class? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, some of them won, and well, that's no, that, that, that was a, that was a hell of a fight. Yeah, it was it was and incredible. Not, not did well, well on it. Yeah, he did great because he got what twelve. Yeah. So I mean, he was right there. So it it was hard to watch that because I mean I was really pulling for Novikov because you know he's he's an up and comer and he's really good and he doesn't have the size the other guys have. Yeah. He's a really small guy. By comparison, if you see him on the street, yeah. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah. But compared to those other four, yeah, he's he's tiny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's a beast too. But with the Arnold being so heavy, does he have a chance to be a part of that and be? Well, I, I, you know, if I would wanna put my uh, on somebody for the Arnolds. I don't know. It depends if if Brian really comes and wants it, mm -hmm. you know, really wants it this time, right? And uh, I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure he's he's getting that hunger for the win now. Cause he's he's been out of a win for a minute. Yeah, he's he's a little bit. So I th I think he he wants it. If he wants it bad enough, he can win it. Yeah. Then you look at Thor. It depends on what kind of shape is will he be in. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can never count out Klikowski, except on the deadlift. That's you know a deadlift is going to cost him a lot of points. Yeah, and the thing is, he's what an eight fifty deadlifter. Yeah, which by any normal standard is freaking amazing. Oh yeah, it is. But compared to but, everybody else, yeah, that's mediocre at best. Yeah, he's a top seven guy. Yeah when it comes to that. So that, that hurts him a lot. So I guess for him, it's uh, once he got to learn well, how to yeah, deadlift. Like looking at last Arnold, it's like I expected him to do better at the Hussefeldstone carry. Mm -hmm. I expected him to be, do better at, at the Wheel of Pain. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's like you never know. I remember, you know, when I was competing, it's like 
if I got too cocky about an event, I usually messed it up. Mm-hmm. If I thought, hey, I'm, I'll win this event, and, and I kind of messed it up, then I would win an event that I didn't expect to win. Right. Because you got pissed off because you, <laughs> you messed up. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, these, it's just, it's so hard to pick up a winner. And, you know, like I said, you know, Thor has been really doing really, really well. Uh, until, you know, and winning goals, winning the Arnolds, everything. And uh, goals didn't go his way. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, that can happen, you know, especially when you're in a contest with five events. One mistake, one one mess up in, in an event can cost you a title. So, I want to see them come in all in the best shape ever and see who works away with it. I mean, that would be a knockdown drag out. Yeah. I really want to see all of them healthy, prepped, and ready. Now, it, and then our teams. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that little drag on you. You know, never know what he's gonna come up with. Exactly. Yeah, I, I try to visit Martins as much as I can. With him being out in LA, I go out and see him and Ode, and you know, work out at the training hall. And uh, he's he's a different kind of guy. His his body is just it's just built different. He's able to train the way nobody else is. Uh, his recovery is on a different level. He can go in there and squat heavy. Six, six days in a row, I think, and he'd just come out like a hummingbird and feel fine. Not limp, not be sore, nothing. Mm. He can just push his body to those limits, and he doesn't get injured, and he he recovers. And I don't know how he does it, but there's something about that that little kid right there that uh, there's something different. Yeah. And he keeps getting bigger at an enormous rate. Keeps getting bigger. He keeps getting stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he started, he was a 231 guy. Yeah. He was a little 105. Well, it's like, you know, when I was training, if I was training, nobody could train with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had many guys here trying to train with me. They lasted maybe two, th- three training sessions, and that was it. They went home crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a call, like, you know, uh, is, it, is it normal that I that I can't hardly walk, you know, the day after, you know, leg sessions. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) What am I supposed to do about that? Uh, Keep walking. Exactly. Just keep going. Um, So I I really think that with with this era that we're coming into now, because for the last five or six years, it's been Shaw and Sejournis. Shaw and Sejournis. That's been all all it was. And for the Arnold, it's been Sejournis. It was his show forever. Uh, he just owned it. So now, with with it, with that group growing into so many more, it's not really a rivalry anymore. It's a, it's it's just that group. So and with Novikov coming up, I mean, we we could be talking any five could walk away with it. Yeah. Well, there's another guy there that I've, I've been I've been expecting a lot from, and that's Constantine. Uh, Asia. Yeah, if he can... Um, it, it just keeps getting injured. And terrible injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, watching his tricep go, that was, that was a brutal, brutal thing to see. And I felt so bad for him because he was just like... You, you could just see it in his face. He trained so hard. He was so ready to yeah. go. Yeah. And then just to... The tricep just let go on him. Um, that was a horrible injury. Uh, that, was, that was sad. Like, I, I hated to see that. I never want to see anybody get hurt. Um, but I know things happen, you know. Uh, you know, injuries do in. happen. This is an extreme sport, and, and uh, a lot of times, extreme injuries mm-hmm. as well. You know, you, you just don't, don't tear a muscle. You, you tear the muscle from the bone. You know, you, you don't tweak it a little bit usually. You rip it, it apart. You, you rip it. Yeah. You know, it, a, lot, a lot of times, uh, even a lot of the times, even the muscle doesn't give in. It's your tendons. Mm-hmm. So you, you rip the tendon off the bone. 
and then I got to go back in with cadaver stuff or try to stretch yours out and then they're drilling back through the bone to push through and tie yeah. it off and you know there's the, a lot going the, on the repairing you know how they repair things you know these that you would think bad tear you would think nobody would come back from from something like that mm-hmm. and uh, you know you people come back stronger than ever yeah sometimes you know you got this uh, you know people even uh, What's his name? Uh, uh, that just squatted five five hundred and twenty-five kilos, something, right? Mm-hmm. He's had a fucking, you know, knee replacement. And he's squatting five five twenty-five. Yes. With a knee replacement. Yes. Because they tell you once you get a knee replacement, that's you're done with bending over. Like mm-hmm. don't even pick up groceries. Like you're pretty much done. Like that's it. Mm. And he squatted five twenty-five. Yeah. He's bionic. Yeah. He's the six million dollar man. <laughs> that's that's what we've we've come into is that age. And I'm glad we're coming to that age because now I can get my knee replaced and maybe not be so weak all the damn time. That'd be great. I want to be strong someday. I'm I'm still I'm still trying to get there. Even at thirty six, <laughs> I, I still want to be strong someday. Um so well i'm kind of over that i would just want to keep being one piece (laughs) (laughs) just be able to get up out of bed every morning um so now i gotta ask what the fuck is in the water here that makes you guys so goddamn strong because it started with jean paul and then you and now thor and there's a bunch of other really strong motherfuckers over there they're safest um of which we're gonna we're gonna talk to him probably Later on today or tomorrow um, on the podcast, he's my tour guide the whole time I'm here. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, he knows where all the food is. So, like, what what the hell is up here? What well, is on this tiny island? I, I, I don't know what, what that is. We do eat a lot of lamb. <laughs> lamb must be a thing. And we just came from lunch, and it was all you can eat lamb. Uh, I gotta say, guys, uh, better than chicken wings. I'm here to tell you, better than all you can eat wings. By far, just I feel good now. I don't feel like weighed down, uh, but man, it was delicious. Oh, so and we, and so we got a lot of beautiful, nice fish around as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of us is like myself. As, as a young boy, I was brought up uh, on my grandfather's grandmother's farm, mm-hmm. and uh, and I kept working the farms, and I started then I started working in fish factories. You know, or you know, with the school or in the summers and and all that, and uh, I got used to hard work. That's just how I, I was brought up, and uh, I think I think that's where it is. It's like just be ready to put in all that effort, all that work, all that dedication. Yeah. You know, Thor has that same work ethic, and uh, I mean to see his transformation from that that basketball pick when he was twenty to where he's at now. Well, you know, when, when I was I was helping him out and and uh, training him and help, you know, uh, I had him do some trainings. Uh, we were doing some stuff, and uh, he would uh, one one kid, <laughs> one. After one training session, he was laying on the floor. He laid there for half an hour, couldn't get up. <laughs> so he got up, he finally got home. He fell in, in bed in all the clothes and just fell asleep. Mm. You know, he, he, he was done. But he came back the next day and asked for more. That takes a lot. Because a lot of people, you and that, beat them that, down that that's far. That's what you need done. to have. It's like you gotta go the extra mile. You gotta go further than anybody else. You gotta train more than anybody else. But you gotta train. Be smart about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you train. You know, and my my thing was like I was always I was always trained. I would be tired, but I was still trained. I was always trained. And then, just before the contest, I would slow down the weights a little bit on my training, so I would 
come out of being tired and being fresh and explosive. Mm-hmm. And it always worked out, well, pretty much always. There were two times, but hey, <laughs> most all the time, yeah. it worked out. So to caveat that, besides looking at yourself, we're going to take you out of the equation. Who was the greatest strongman of all time? Sidronas. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue that because he's <laughs> the most winningest fucking strongman there ever was. Yeah, because uh, he did what every contest that there, there could be, and he won them all. Yep. I mean, there's never a series or anything else that he didn't accomplish that that he didn't win. He won worlds. He won the Arnold. He won. I mean, Europe's strongest man. I don't know how many times. Lithuania's strongest man won a couple dozen times. I think. Um, I think he's listed at having what over seventy different wins in different contests. Yeah. Um, it's just you know his his, his career and, and records are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And he holds still so many world records that just I don't know if all of them will stand. I think his overall wins will, but you know some of the numbers people will kind of cherry pick and keep going after. Somebody's going to eventually beat that log record, um, but I don't know when. It's it's kind of a long way off. You know, what is it, 505 pounds? That's uh, 228 kilos. I, th- I want to say that's 505. But I, I have American and European listeners, so we'll, <laughs> we will see what that is. Um, I, think, I think I remember right. 229? 229 over 28, yeah. Yeah, 229.5 is 505. So I think yeah. I think we're both saying the same number. Yeah, yeah. All right. But that's, that's an amazing log to be putting oh, yeah. over top of your head. Oh, yeah. When your average person can't pick up 500 pounds, much when, less when I, when I was starting up. out, the uh, the world record was 182 and a half. If wow. I remember right, that's a huge jump. Yeah, but not over the, really that much time, um, and who knows where it's going to go? Well, the you know the the whole game changed. You know, in, in the older t- times, you know you. You just showed up at a contest and you just lifted some logs and some rocks or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You trained in the gym. And then uh, the whole game changed and everybody started to get themselves logs to train at and, and atlas stones to lift. And, uh, you know, and it turned into a sport by, by itself. You know, you, you will not succeed in this sport today unless you train the equipment. Right. And everybody has all the specialty equipment. They figure out who's making what log, and then they get it. Yeah. Because a rogue log is different than a Slater log. Even though Slater works for rogue, they're still just different. Um, you know, a wooden log versus steel log. Some some companies make a two, 12.2 inch. Some of them make an 11.8. There's all still called a 12, but they roll a little different. Yeah. The weights are set to the bottom just a, a different way. The way the pins are set, the overall length. So everybody wants to have the exact equipment. As a promoter, I get asked this question a lot. Uh, what color is the yoke? <laughs> what the fuck does it matter? <laughs> Well, in this paint, there's a little bit more lead in it, so therefore it has a different... And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I hate you. Don't ask me shit ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I answer them, and I tell them, no, it's the black one, as opposed to the other black one. They're both black. Yeah, That's how you know. Um, but, you know, guys will come up, and they, they have to know exactly what's what. And I think it's a lot more, it's a lot more scientific now versus what it used to be. Oh, where, yeah, it's, it's totally different. You know, I, I used to, like... Been going somewhere to Scotland, for example, or whatever. I didn't even know what the events were. I just mm-hmm. got off a plane, got to the field where the competition was, and like, okay, what are we doing? That's awesome. I didn't you, give a fuck. <laughs> oh, you can say fuck. It's okay. That's totally <laughs> fine. We just make this clear. We're going to say fuck on this podcast. It's all right. Um, you can't even throw a show like that anymore. If you yeah. advertise a true blind Betty show, yeah. hey guys, we're gonna have a show on Saturday. Show up, they're gonna go. I don't know what there is. No, I ain't going. Yeah. Nobody will fucking show up to that, and it makes me a little sad. Yeah. Because I feel like you'll find the true strongest man if they have no fucking idea what's gonna happen, and you just well, have my, to be strong. My, my belief is uh, you should, and I, th- I think that's why you know I was lucky enough to you know well 
you know, was winning. Because at that time, I was the best prepared athlete. Mm -hmm. I was ready for anything that would be thrown my way. Right. Uh, I trained all sorts of lifts, you know, in the gym. I did a lot of things that I would simulate to the movements that we I would be doing. Uh, you know, for example, I never trained the Atlas Tones. Really? I just did them. You're pretty fucking good at Atlas Tones and never trained them. I'm yeah. just saying. Just throwing that out there. I didn't have a, I didn't even have a set. So every time that you did them at a contest, that was just that was your training? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. How? Well, I, I was... My, the thing is, you know, the difference with me is, like, I was doing a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. A lot of shows here and there and, and, and uh, you know, competitions and up to a 30 a year so uh, that's a lot so all, all that all these you know smaller shows and and competitions and whatever that didn't you know titles were not that important that was my training that was my even training yeah everybody else that trains events on Saturdays you were doing the same thing just against yeah the best in the in the business at the time so well you know I, at some point I got to be the best in the world in the stones Mm -hmm. But like I said, I didn't even have a, have a set to train on. That's insane. I, wow, that's kind of mind blowing there. I, di I didn't have a lock to, to lift. You didn't even have a. What did you have? Just gym stuff. Just didn't like commercial gym. Yeah. Fucking just go in there, do some power. Lift I, stuff. I, you know, I, I did what, what I did to uh, symbolize what I would do with the lock. I, I lifted heavy dumbbells. So I would turn my hand hands like to neutral, yeah. Yeah, to the, like a hands would be on a, on a on a lock. Wow. But it also teach teach me a good balance. Mm -hmm. And I would do a lot of uh, um, you know military presses. So just you know no legs, just press from from the chest. Right. And uh, all sorts of things like that. It was like, I even, I even made the bar, and I actually have it here, that I made it for Joe Paul Sigmarsson after he tore his bicep. It's like a bar that I can, I made a ring into a bar, so I can turn the handles inside. Mm -hmm. So, and I use that to train for the lock. Yeah, because then you can start adjusting yeah. how your grip's going to go, how you're going to torque, yeah. how you're going to set your elbows. I mean, all that stuff makes you know a lot of sense. And I hear all these coaches nowadays that can work off of a log because all their clients have a log. Yeah, it's really easy for them to say, well, "Hey, my, you know, my at my time, you know, my log pressing was uh, best, uh, 180 kilo log, and I never trained it. Mm -hmm. It's a really good log to never train it. Yeah, just saying that's that's, that's <laughs> kind of a really really big fucking deal." Because um, the guys who were you know great at log now on the amateur and the pro side, they're they're training log oh, yeah. at least once twice a week. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a total different game now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a different setup. So, speaking of John Paul and when he tore his bicep, um, what was your relationship to John? I mean, in the '80s, he was he was all there was. I mean. You had Bill at the beginning, yeah. a little bit of Bill in the middle, but it was the John Paul show in the 80s. Yeah. So when did you guys meet? How much did he influence you? And where does that leave you at now? Well, um, I met him, of course, when I was started. I was doing my powerlifting. And uh, then I, I, I was living on the east coast of, of Iceland. So I moved to uh, the city to uh, pursue my powerlifting, mm -hmm. and uh, he was real training, uh, you know, some part in, in the same gym a lot of times, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, he started teaching me some things and did some training sessions together. You know, we got to be good friends. We got, and I started doing strongman as well. And, and what year was this? Oh, can't remember. <laughs> Is that long ago? <laughs> I think 84 was my first 
Oh, not even, not even first. I think the first Iceland's strongest man I did. And I was 103 kilos myself. And I came third. You were one of those little, well, I mean, you were always technically the smaller guy, but yeah. 103 kilos, man, that was, that was little, man. Yeah. That's really little. And I came, I came third. And uh, I think that was 84. I can't, I'm, I'm not sure though. Uh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This segment has been brought to you by Gorilla Strength Equipment. They build the equipment that we all use. They take great pride in what they do and believe wholeheartedly that things worth doing are worth doing right. Everything they send out, they're proud of, and every single item that comes out of that shop has a lifetime warranty. Just as important as producing heavy-duty, quality equipment is providing top-notch customer service. Their number one purpose in life is to make a difference by helping people. Their goal is not to make a transaction with a customer. That doesn't mean shit. It's to create relationships, build friendships, and help people achieve their goals. The home gym craze is really just gone crazy. People aren't wanting to go pay 40 50 60 70 bucks, you know, to go to a gym and spend you know several hours of their life there. They're trying to do it in their home. They're trying to do it in the garage, trying to do it in the basement. They're just trying to get it done. So this is a place you want to go to. Gorilla Strength Equipment will make just about anything. The creative mind that David Dennis has is unfathomable. I'd, I've helped him design stuff myself for strongman events. You might have seen our equipment at Mammoth Strength Challenge. You might have seen it at Kentucky Strongest. You might have seen it at the Arnold Amateur World Championships. Last year, we just used the Bubba Bar as the axle deadlift for that championship. Now, we were able to load that bar up to over 700 pounds. There was no flex. None. None whatsoever. And we still had enough room to put another 400 pounds of bumper plates on there. See, they make great stuff. You need it. I need it. I use them all the time. I've got hubs, I've got axles, I've got bars, I've got grip stuff. Everything that you could ever need from Gorilla Strength is there. You need to contact them to let them know. Now, we're running a special deal for you. If you're listening to this podcast, if you use the coupon code H2OCAST, that's H2OCAST, when you do your checkout, you can get a Bubba Bar at the low, low price of $120. And that's shipped. That's everything included. That's called you spend $120 and it's going to get delivered to your house. That is fantastic. You're not going to find another deal like that. Now, these are the same bars that we used at the Arnold Championships, the Amateur amateur World Championships. We use these bars. They're fantastic. So if you go online, you go to GorillaStrength.us and you use the coupon code H2OCAST, it's H2OCAST, then you can get these very, very, very special bars for only $120 shipped to your house. Normally, they're $150, so you're getting 30 bucks off. This is a huge discount, everybody. Go and check out David Dennis at GorillaStrength.us. And uh, then more opportunities, you know, started to come. I went to... Uh, Scotland, we do like the Viking games and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. like the Vikings invading Scotland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, I started doing better at shows, at the, you know, and uh, we're doing the, uh, we do the World Muscle Power in, in Canada, Fergus, Fergus, Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I, you know, I was starting to do really well. And uh, I was actually close to winning that show when some things happened there, so they had to, uh, you know, cancel the last event or something. So they made the, which if they wouldn't have done that, I would have won it. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, that year, both they both tear that bicep. Well, Jamie Reese tears a bicep. After that, John Paul tears up bicep after that, and uh, I was a, a reserve for World Strongest Man. You know, even tested a reserve. So when John Paul t- tears his bicep, uh, I get a 
phone call five weeks before World's Strongest Man when they asked me to compete in his place. That was in 91. Mm-hmm. So I go there, never done World's Strongest Man before, as a reserve, and I win it. Uh, nobody was acting, expecting that to happen. Right. So that's, you know, that's what I was saying before. It's like people thought I was lucky because John Paul and Jamie or whatever wasn't there. So I had to prove a point I wasn't lucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe I did. Yeah, I think so, for, <laughs> for sure. Because, um, I mean, when, when people talk world's greatest, you're in that list every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and then John Paul opened his gym and I, I was training in his gym. Yeah, we were all good friends. We did some traveling and, and uh, you know, competitions together. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a shame to suddenly lose him. How was that day? It was, well, I was, on, I was coming to the gym to tr- work out. And I walk in and he's, he's just collapsed on the floor and they were giving him mouth to mouth. And uh, ambulance came and all. You know, I didn't do any training that day. Clearly not, I mean. No, I just went home and, and uh, I called the um, mother of his child to let her know about it. So yeah, it was it was a it was a big shock to uh, lose him that suddenly. So, but you know, we all gotta go sooner or later. So unfortunately, he just went sooner. Yeah, that was a that was a, it was a big loss to the the strength world and just the world in general. Yeah, because uh, everything you ever see about him was was something positive. I've only heard one guy ever say anything negative, and that was just because he got his ass beat by him, and his name might rhyme with Bill Casmeyer. <laughs> um, but besides that, this is Bill hated to lose. Yeah. So, I mean, I like I get the animosity, but uh, you know when I watched the, um, you know his documentary, at the end of it, Bill still says that hey, he was he was great. Well, so yeah. to get that kind of accolade from him is is a lot because he doesn't say that about anybody but himself. Um, so <laughs> he's a great guy, I like him, but yeah, he's he talks about himself in third person. It's it's crazy, um, but uh, no, John Paul left a, a huge mark, you know, on the strength world. And you know, if he wasn't been, if he hadn't been around, maybe you didn't get in a strongman. You're right. And if you didn't get in a strongman, then maybe maybe Thor didn't get in a strongman. Maybe maybe Iceland isn't known for being one of the strongest fucking countries ever of all time. <laughs> um, and for the size you guys have, because, I mean, every state in the United States is either bigger or has a bigger population than you do. Yeah. Um, and that's just our states. That's just little communities. And yet, you guys have 11 titles. Probably should have, like, 16. But <laughs> you have 11 titles. Yeah. Um, and just the short amount of time that we've had Worlds, that's, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, and if we were to count in like the Arnolds or any of the other, you know, other big world events. Well, unfortunately, the Arnolds wasn't happening when I was competing. Right. It didn't start till what, 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, and then it just kind of came about. If it had been happening, that there'd probably be some more title center for you. I think so. And a lot more money because it pays out better. I, I know, I know. Well, I, but, I always said, you know, the money is probably going to be fantastic, you know, really good in this when I, after I retire. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah. It's finally to the point, maybe now, that it's, it's oh, decent money. Yeah. But I don't think it's enough for, for what these guys are putting themselves through. No. Well, you know, the top guys can make, you know, decent money now. Yeah, but only the top four or five. Yeah. And it's four, four has done really much. well for himself, but, you know, Game of Thrones really helped him there. Yeah, I mean, he's done a few other acting roles. He was yeah. the the newest kickboxer. He was in that. Yeah. So he's he's uh, got yeah. some roles, but yeah. Eddie Hall seems to be doing well for himself as well. Yeah, Eddie Hall, I think, is just a promoter um, of himself. Yeah. 
and he's going to make money no matter what he's doing. He could be playing darts, and I think he's going to make money doing it because that's just he's he's set up that way. Yeah, that's just how he is. Um, but a lot of the other guys, I mean, most of them still have day jobs. You know, that's all true. of them are still training or you know training for other people or doing you know programming or they're doing something to try to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, so it's it's still tough. You can't just be a a strongman athlete. So. With so, that, I know you've got to get to the airport. So yeah, I got I got a flight in about two and a half hours. Yeah, so I know I got to get you <laughs> out of here. So it's been so awesome uh, to be able to sit down here with you. I know my listeners are going to be stoked um, to listen to this, and it's so great. So, how does everybody find you? Uh, for anybody that's my listener and doesn't already know who you are, there's a few of them. I have mm-hmm. some, okay. some non strength related athletes out there. So, how do they find you on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, any of your other social medias? How do they yeah. find the gym? Just, just give them all that information. Well, you, I'm on Facebook as Magnus Ver Magnusson, mm-hmm. but I've also noticed there are a couple of fake ones around there as well. So which <laughs> which picture are they supposed to be looking for then? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. What picture is on it right now? Yeah, so that way we know what to what to look for. Okay. Uh, Okay, so you standing in the gym, arms crossed to yep. the right side yep. with an ATX background yes. um, as your cover photo. Yes. So if you guys are looking for Magnus on Facebook, that's the one. Go hit him up, see what he's got to say. Um, it's always going to be good information. How about Instagram, Twitter? Um, I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, I don't take care of that one. You don't take care <laughs> Let somebody else take care of it? Yeah. I want to say it's <laughs> at Magnus Ver. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is, is yeah. at Magnus Burr. Um, like and then I think there's uh, what at jackable.is is yeah. on there yeah. um, for the other Instagram for the gym itself, which we're sitting in the gym and it's kind of well, remarkable. If you, if you get on, on my page, or if you get on the uh, Jacobo page, you'll find an email or something, then mm-hmm. you know you, you can send. Well, you've always been very personable for me. Like, I always, yeah. you know, can just message you and be like, hey, yeah. Maggie, what's up? And you'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, Dave, yeah, yeah. what's people going wanna, on? People want to, you know, I get a lot of messages. People want to stop by at the gym and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a it's a popular uh, strength tourist destination. And if you ever make the ice, and I absolutely recommend you come by because there's a bunch of really cool shit in here. So I want to uh, thank you, Magnus, for, for being here with us, man, and, and talking to us. And... Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again as soon as I can get back to Iceland. <laughs> and I'm going to be planning that trip very soon, All I right, assure cool. you. So thanks, man. Uh, thank you.